0: Welcome back to another About cast episode. We are doing the same thing as we did last week. It's the same thing as we did last week. Just bringing back another hot review of the hottest uh, anime series that we have. Fresh releases every single week. So, of course, I have my main man in crime, Chris. Chris, how's it going, my dude?
1: I'm great, man. Another... Great episode of Attack on Titan, feeling a lot more optimistic about the future um, of Paradis and the rest of the gang after this episode. So I'm feeling good. How you doing?
0: Dude, I'm doing good, man. And I'm feeling the exact same way. I feel like, you know, we started seeing people act right in this um, episode 69, Nice. Um, <laughs> and it's called. it's not called Nice, but it should be. But it is called A Sound Argument. And I think that we've gotten... A pretty decent, kind of like it's retorting all the, the ridiculousness that we saw last episode of them just acting like fools. So I'm excited to talk about this one for sure, man. But anyway, so jumping right into this, we kind of have the question here. And I'm going to ask at the end of the podcast, too. But what do you think the sound argument was hmm. before we've watched the episode? But, you know, obviously we have. But what do you think they're you know, addressing right now, what's the argument, dude?
1: You're already stumping me. at The beginning of the pod. What is up with that? Uh, so, jeez, sound argument. I think, uh, the argument could just be like, like, what are they doing? Uh, but I, I, dude, I have to have a lot more time to think about this. Bro, you know, I kind of uh, hard let me, charges. let me, let me hear your answer to this, and maybe. Maybe it'll help me have a better understanding what's All right. going on. So
0: I, so I'm still formulating kind of my thoughts on this, but I think to first understand what the sound argument is, you got to ask yourself, what is the argument for or against? So it's mm-hmm. like, why does the argument exist? So there's something here that, um, you know, the situation that is proposing a question. And so we're almost retorting that question itself. So I think, the The main thing is is you know the argument is to Aaron right um like what's happening here? We have obviously like Zeke on the island um it's a, it's kind of funny because Paradis has never had the cards stacked so much in their favor, but it is almost like they are so close to just slipping off into a precipice and being annihilated from extinction, so I think the argument is is. You know, with them having everything together like it is now, why is it still so hard possibly? And I'm not mm. I'm not really committed to me being right on this one. Like I know there's a large margin of error. Um, but before watching the episode, that's what I imagine the sound argument is for. Hmm.
1: I like that. I like that a lot. And like you can see it in the episode that we just watched. Like they're just like you see them talking to each other like oh what do we do do we ask this person do we ask that person like we need advice because they've like you said they've never been in this situation before uh so yeah you can kind of see them like like reeling if if that's the right 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 word to use in that situation uh but yeah mm-hmm. i i completely agree with what you're saying uh i still don't have my own formulated <laughs> quote unquote argument uh but yeah just let me let me sit on that for a while maybe i'll get back to you Bro, we got a full review
0: to think and ponder <laughs> on it, so yeah, you'll have time. But anyway, so moving forward with uh what the kind of the episode gives us, we have the first shot is Aaron saying kind of the similar thing as we saw last episode with kind of like fight, fight and Hanj walks up, and being that she is the artist and the master of social skills, she kinda like I don't know. She she does her like goofy Hanj stuff and says, like, oh, like, you know, who you're you talking to yourself? That's kind of weird. Um you're, you know, just being a dork and stuff like that. <laughs> but anyway, so he also, I think the super important thing here is that she compliments his hair, which is really cool. No, the super important thing is, of course, that she calls out Aaron for sacrificing Historia. And number one we're thinking like how the hell has this happened we have so much of the episode to go this is within the first couple minutes and of course i think this also has to do with she can also equivalently call him out for sacrificing all the people that apparently quote unquote are you know important to him the most important people to him and it's it like how do you think you know Where he's at right now, and maybe it's inappropriate to ask these questions or kind of pontificate at this moment because there's so much more information we're going to get. But we have this dude sitting in a cell and he's obviously like his resolve is on another level and he's done something that we've seen him never do again. So, of course, here we go. Here's the sound argument. Why? You know, is there anything that you could put together to make sense of what Aaron's doing at this moment or do you think we should just like move on with the episode get a little bit more context and then try to answer this question see I don't want to hit you with two hard ones in a row so I'm giving you
1: an out (laughs) no I think when this one's a little bit easier (laughs) than the first one uh I still don't fully like you said fully understand what's going on but there has to be something that Zeke told Aaron that is so, I guess, drastic and so, I guess, in immediate need of attention that changed his mind. And yeah, like I said, I don't know exactly what it is, but that is my best guess at what's going on right now. Because Aaron, like you've seen Aaron care so much about his friends and just him wanting them to to survive and to live long lives. He even said that in this episode. Uh so there it just has to be something that is so crazily urgent that needs their immediate attention right now for him to to flip that switch and start to uh be okay with sacrificing his friends. Another thing that comes to mind is also I feel like his titan powers are affecting him like himself like his physical body, his emotions, uh his mindset, things like that. Uh, so I feel like the founding Titan and all the, like the two other Titans that he has inside of his body uh, could be another thing that's affecting his judgment or impairing his judgment. Mm-hmm. The, th- so I do
0: have something that I would kind of want to talk about there. And this is where I'm having a really hard time believing what I'm seeing in front of me. And just off the pure fact that we've had three and a half, technically I'm, you know, I'm going to count that split as like one and two. So three and a half episodes of Aaron not being the most receptive to reason or any sort of thing besides outside of his like dogmatic, um, you know, way of the world. And maybe this is just kind of like a critique on the character being that he's the main character of it all. Um, And he doesn't have much self-development as far as like the way he sees the world or anything like that. I think he just kind of goes deeper and deeper into the same rabbit hole, but it makes me, it's just like hard to believe that there's any sort of like string of words. Um, But you know, attack on Titan is good at making, proving me wrong and surprising me. But uh, any words that Z could say that would just change Aaron up and 180 and do all these things in in that like basically seeing in the direction of another goal so it's like why how could this be essentially is what i'm wondering
1: mm-hmm. yeah dude i i don't know <laughs> it's so like this this like this i guess second half of the season has been super just mind-boggling and has taken up a lot of my thinking time th- throughout the day sometimes just <laughs> going down into these deep rabbit holes of just what exactly is going on here. And I just feel like, I I feel like they always kind of put up almost like a front, like, Oh, like I want you guys to think this and then do something completely different. Uh, but yeah, dude, I'm kind of the same boat as you. I'm just struggling, just trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Just trying to
0: keep your head above water. And it's Mm -hmm. just, it's just a fight, man. Big waves out there. Yeah. But, Anyway, man, I, I mean, I think we've talked long enough, um, you know, and we've missed out on a big thing. And it's given you your props, my guy, because there is a huge thing that happened with the Haruzu clan. And, um, dude, so you called it my guy. Mikasa is um, she's a foreigner, my homie. And now I just want to give you a small golf clap. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear that for your due respect on that. Just pure shot call right oh, there.
1: Thanks my guy.
0: But anyway, so dude, you are, you're happy to break down the, um the scenario, man, if you'd like.
1: Oh yeah. I'd love to. Uh, so yeah, that was basically the next scene that happened, I believe. Uh, so mm. we flashback to, I think two years ago and you see Yelena and the rest of the sc- or y- Yelena and the volunteers actually and then the scouts uh they had a quick interaction you see a boat pull in and it turns out to be uh the Hizuru clan uh and then from there we skip to a meeting with like Historia uh all of Paradis's com- like military military leaders uh Mikasa was there Eren was there Hanji was there uh and basically we learn that uh Mikasa also has this uh family crest, I guess you would call it, tattooed on her wrist and it turns out that she is basically the long lost ruler of uh the Hizuru clan, which is pretty amazing.
0: Jaw dropping. And I I think that's actually pretty cool because it uh It's, you know, such a kind of like a wild hair of a thing, but it does make a lot of sense. It's like, you know, why is Mikasa so different? Her name's weird. Her features are not like Germanic like everybody Mm else's. So it's just kind of like now we have a little like, you know, this thing is squared away. This kind of little loose end has found its home type of thing. So that's cool. And of the same sense of like, Saying there's so much interplay here because it means that yeah. one somebody from the Haruzu clan, which we learn later, um, specifically the Azumabito, I'm a believing that's you know I'm probably butchering it, so apologies to that, but is you know had a relationship with the Ludians on Paradis, so mm-hmm. it's like it kind of opens up a lot of possibilities as far as history goes. Um, and another really funny thing is that they really don't give a shit about Mikasa truly in the <laughs> long run, um, which is like quite interesting. They're just here for like a resource play, right?
1: Yeah. They're, you learn that they're just super money hungry and just super greedy, I guess. And they just want to use Mikasa as a way into Paradise and to get their resources, which is kind of disgusting because I, I tell me if I'm wrong, but she should be like the, actual leader of the that entire nation correct just out of like family blood and stuff like that
0: yeah she's yeah like she's uh she's obviously royalty and Mm uh part of the leaders and maybe it's just because it's like it could have like gone a different way or anything but yeah she's absolutely one of the royals in that place like you know one of the shogun family Mm -hmm. so it's huge right it's big time totally yeah still but not to them
1: (laughs) yeah and it's just like i don't understand how they're not like bowing not like bowing down but like welcoming welcoming her into this new nation and their in their clan it's like it's kind of like they don't even like like you said they don't even care like it's just so confusing to me how they don't care whatsoever that she should be the ruler
0: yeah there's no interest in like catching up on you know like any history for her or like even like a even like a kind of a Welcome back ish, if you want, type of thing. It was none of that. It was just like, so you guys got this cool thing called Ice Burst Stone, which is the <laughs> lamest name ever. By the way, just a quick one. So we know that the Ice Burst Stone obviously powers the ODM gear in those tanks. So that's what we're seeing. What do you think that actually is? If you could kind of like liken it to an actual like world or earth material? Oh, interesting.
1: Hmm, what it can be in real life here, huh? For some reason, the first thing that came in my head have you ever like lit magnesium on fire? Um, and, no, and I have not. Gets, so, when you light it on fire, it just gets super bright, and for some reason, that came to my head. So, I'm gonna compare it to magnesium. <laughs> Do mm. you have any thoughts on that? Like, on your, your I guess, your <sighs> assumption of what it is? Yeah, man, it's a,
0: I really don't have anything that I could say, like. Something that is not volatile at all, but still has like can be compressed and then it mm-hmm. like under pressure it turns into this like gaseous thing from solid. Um dude, there's really not much that I could think of. At first I thought of like maybe like a noble gas, like helium or something, but it doesn't doesn't make sense that it would be called a stone. Um so there were really, honestly, dude, I was like drawing blanks here. Um mm-hmm. There's there's nothing I could like possibly think about that could be, but I'm sure if there's any um geology fans or pros out there who can think of what an iceberg stone would do as like a propellant for something, then uh and compressible too, which is kind of an interesting feature. Um, mm. then obviously shout out to the pod because <laughs> uh we'd love to know. But there's also a few other things that I think is pretty interesting here. Um, one, during this scene of the Haruzu clan, they eventually go and meet and sit down with Paradis and their officials. They we also see a flashback to how Zeke came about setting up this thing, because it is all up from Zeke uh getting this thing together. And it almost seems well, of course, Zeke is implicitly selling the ODM gear to Haruzu to kind of get them interested in Paradise. And there is no actual talk about like, hey, I need you guys to like protect the rumbling. Of course, we get told later that Zeke has his kind of three wishes or parts of his plan, but it is completely like, hey, here's this like really dope um, you know, weapon that they have. And another really interesting thing is that it's anti-Titan gear as well. So it's like it shows kind of what their long run intentions are that they're so interested in it. It's um, always going to be that the LUDNs are the enemy. And of course you can use that around with other things, but we know particularly it's only good in kind of like cityscapes and anti-Titan specifically. That's what it was designed for. And it does a good job at that. So it's like, it shows that Haruzu's, you know, keeping their enemies close here or closer than their friends and I think that we get a sense of, like, you know, how Z- Zeke's kind of intentions or maybe he's just being savvy. Or do you think this is just kind of like his slick um, snakeishness coming through here by, you know, kind of enticing them to come over and do his bidding mm-hmm. on, part you know,
1: with Paradise. Yeah, he's he's totally a snake, man. I don't trust this guy one bit. And I feel like we see it. And I think it was like the middle of the episode. And then at the end of the episode, we see something else. We'll probably get into it a little bit later. But yeah, I think this is just Zeke trying to make a last ditch ditch effort to complete whatever mission that he has in his mind. Uh, One question I did have for you, though. Um, So when they were talking about the ODM gear and when Zeke showed it to her, it almost seemed like that she has recognized it. Did you Hmm. catch that?
0: Dude, I I wasn't, I didn't, and maybe I wasn't looking for it. Um, no, I had no idea. What do you think that could possibly entail?
1: Then, like, where where would she come across it? Do
0: you think? I don't know.
1: That see, because I'm pretty sure in the episode Zeke like said, "Oh, like you seem like you've seen this before." Uh, maybe I'm completely wrong and I just missed it, or I'm just seeing things. But I, the one thing that I did kind of assume or theorize was that uh they may have had a hand in creating it a long time ago because i in that you know like the mid-episode thing where it tells you something about some piece of history uh it talked about how uh the people of that nation were developing military weapons and things of that nature uh yeah so that that would be my only assumption going like going on with that i just uh, was curious if you caught that or anything i mean dude i'm not
0: i'm not hating your your thought process here especially since yeah in in the notes it says the this is like a kind of word for word um haruzu an eastern nation with its own culture whose head of state is called shogun they flourished in weapons and aircraft development and that was at and at one time was an ally to the and empire so i mean it makes sense right like they would trade ideas and secrets with allies and so they could have possibly like you know developed that in tandem totally
1: yeah yeah that was just a thought that i wanted to bring up to you
0: yeah good call on that man that would be really interesting to see and dude it makes also sense because it's like they have such an interest in in the actual like resource itself where they must have some sort of inclination or um, possible, you know, they're not looking at this in a myopic sense. They, they kind of know what they're looking at as far mm-hmm. as like the resource itself and knowing that there's a possible, you know, potential applications for it. Yeah. So, you know, they're not strangers to it in some ways for sure. And, I think also it's important to talk about Zeke's three plans here Mm -hmm. and for each one of them, let's just talk about them and then um, run through what we think. So the first one is the test run of the rumbling. And personally, I think that that's one of the worst ideas for Paradis possible. And just off the simple fact of if you can imagine, uh, well, this, you know, this country is built off of their wall system. So essentially doing a test run of the rumbling would be removing the safety of the walls because Mm -hmm. that's where these giant titans are. So they just like go off somewhere for this cool test run and leave everybody just hanging out without protection. So I think that's just the stupidest idea and an easy way to slaughter them too.
1: Yeah, it gives gives Zeke a great opportunity to just waltz into the... Into the city and start destroying people.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Of course, he needs to be there to, um, you know, wherever they're going to go do the rumbling because he has to be, you know, in working with Aaron in some sense because he has Mm -hmm. the royal blood. But it could just be an easy setup for, you know, it. of course, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be hard for the jaw Titan to get over there. And let, let's say some random thing with the Jaw Titan is going to sneak over and then he's going to wreck shop when the walls are down. He doesn't really need the walls to be down, but I think what it does mean is like now this country is destabilized in their safety. So yeah. they just can't, even if it's like a slow choke out, there's going to be so much destabilization and cost to them without, you know, not being defended. Even though they have so much better control over it now, um, it's just going to be in the long run. You know, they're going to die from it. Yeah. But anyway, first part sucks. (laughs) Second part. (laughs) Second part, um, you know, help from Hizuru and as far as like military force until the rumbling isn't necessary. And number one, I think it's kind of like the, it doesn't make much sense. In the fact that, so, you know, why would you need to protect a country that ha- is the only one with the nuclear bomb? Why would that country need to be protected? Every other country should be protected. Not that one. So yeah. I don't like all that says to me is just, hey, let's have an occupying military force near you. And so, yeah. Not not so feeling that, that I can
1: come and attack you with
0: a full mar- yeah. military on your island. <laughs> blast blast those cheeks at a moment's notice.
1: <laughs> oh man. It's just it's just looking so so bad for Paradise and just just their uh their choices have just have not looked so great. But I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen the, the whole picture yet, but to me it's not looking I mean, too hot.
0: Bro, dude, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like so we have this scenario, and I'm trying to think like maybe I'm just looking at the glass half full, and Zeke's ideas are cool, but why the hell would you need to test rumbling? Why? Like, what is the test
1: for? I mean, the A only test? Thing, the only thing that I can think of is to intimidate other nations, but they already know, like, the other nations already know yeah. they have this ability, and they're completely aware of it. And I, I just don't think there's any necessary reason to, to do any type of test. And if we're thinking like real world, like our real world and like things like like North Korea and stuff like that, like everyone kind of freaks out when they do like a nuclear test and everyone's just like, Oh, like we need to be on guard. Like, you know what I'm talking about? So it's just, and yeah. then like bringing that to attack on Titan, it's just like, you're going to start another war by doing this. And I just don't understand how they don't realize that. I,
0: yeah. Well, number one, I think that Zeke is, he thinks he's a lot slicker than he really is with this, with this thing. Like he, it was kind of ambiguous. You didn't know if he was just for LUD, you know, LUD in the long run and just wanted the best for them. But these ideas are like, you know, really, really soft and Mm -hmm. really, you know, (sighs) even if they were executed well yeah the the countries would be scared of you you have heruzu's protection to kind of like get you back up to military speed on things as far as dealing with the other countries no it seems like nobody likes marley so just in case they retaliate which they shouldn't because of there's just limited amount of titans and poor tech as far as warfare goes uh, they'll be handled but there's I I feel like there's really not much that can be said about this being a good idea, but yeah. for the last part it, it, I, you know, I didn't have anything that's like crazy about this part, but it was, so it was to continue the Royal bloodline for the Titan lineage. And the only thing I could think of is, you know, you could run the risk of like having a pregnancy issue and stuff like that. And the only Royal now on Paradis or, you know, outside of Zeke, would be Historia. So the only thing that I could think of is, you know, you should have Zeke like, you know, copulate to conceive children. If it works that way, as far as the male Royal bloodline Mm -hmm. and go that way. Cause it's like, you know, it's a lot safer. You can pump out a lot more biodiversity as far as like the gene pool. So eventually like they can intermix again after like, you know, let's say, you know, X amount of generations. And stuff like that. So you can almost have a self fulfilling like royal bloodline in there. But I I'm not sure if that's a thing. But anyway, Aaron, well actually, let me hear you, Chris. What are you talking about on this one? Is it, you know, could you find any holes in this one that you could kind of punch through?
1: Uh not really any holes. But I I was just thinking about this, dude. Like I feel like uh Paradis is starting to turn into their own Marley. Because, like, they have this powerful military that is being built up. It might ne- not necessarily be be theirs, but they have a military. They have titans. They have this big giant nuke now, and now they're just creating more and more people who are able to turn into titans. And they're just passing down titan after titan after titan to to their kids. It's starting to sound a little, a little, little too similar to to things that have already happened before. You're even forgetting the big part
0: of, you know, this country was built off of a lie by the aristocracy, yeah. or in this case the royal family. And they are, they do have to be like quite warlike and um sectioned off as far as like class, um, you know, lower being on closer to the outsides of the walls and then like higher being in like, you know, the the tighter and closer walls for for people. So I don't I don't think you're wrong and the way that they treat Marleyans is really weak too. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's, they're on the precipice of kind of falling to the same thing, but I think that their backs are way more against the walls yeah. than Marley's were in a lot of ways. So they're going to possibly even be more desperate to, to figure this stuff out. And Anyway, so, after the response to those three things, Historia says, you know, she's willing to, you know, become the Beast Titan, thus shortening her life to 13 years, and also, um, you know, pump out kids and stuff like that. So, the the thing that Aaron says is that he wants to protect Historia, and he's looking for more peaceful options, and this seems pretty, like, Aaron-like, protecting the ones that he loves, and also kind of you know all about his kind of group and tribe in this Mm -hmm. sense and you know not wanting to which seems a little odd because aaron was wanting to go scorched earth at the beginning and it's kind of funny to see that he once was one way as far as like i want to murder all of these guys when he first the first invasion happened which kind of makes sense right yeah and then now all of a sudden He's like saying, "Well, we got to find peaceful options and stuff like that. Not let's not do the rumbling to and protect Historia." And now, where we're at right now, this homie's chanting "fight" to himself in a prison cell, <laughs> all alone. Um, I, I'm thinking he should choose a shot aside before, before yeah. you know, before it's too late, or before you know, he just goes off the, flies off the handle.
1: Yeah, I don't know if we're. I feel like we're, we might already be past that. Homie is just he's just a confused man, man. I, I I feel like yeah. he's just he's so torn between his friends and his own like wants and desires and then also his his now half brother he seems to be best friends with and it's just ah uh, it's so confusing and I just feel like he's just he's struggling right now, man. He may seem like he has everything put together, but I feel like he's 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 not Oh, dude, there's
0: nothing that he has put together. I mean, he has some dope powers. That's for sure. You got to, you know, tip your hat to the power that this dude has. But uh, everything else, I mean, maybe that's what's made him drunk off of it. Right?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, anyway, so now we can switch kind of gears to Aaron. And, you know, him and Hanj, I guess we kind of like, you know, maybe we skipped past this part a little bit and now we're revisiting. But so he obviously has a Warhammer Titan power and we know what the Warhammer can do like underground and things of that nature. So Aaron could almost spawn a Titan from where he's at right now. And, you know, literally get himself out. But my question is, is like, why doesn't he like, what is he waiting for? If that's what he wants to do, then why hasn't he? So you assume that he's wanting to stay in there. And my postulation is, is if he is close with Zeke, then any, you know, any sort of like news that Levi gets, that Aaron's broken out and is heading towards Zeke, Zeke's smoked. Zeke's yeah. done for. Oh, yeah. And he's probably, you know, Levi's not going to sit and wait and hear the whole story. It's like Aaron's out. Okay, boom. You're dead. Yeah. Aaron's, out of, no, Aaron's out of toilet paper. <laughs> you know, he do, he'd do it. he do it just because.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, Levi's been wanting to kill Zeke for forever now, and it's been like you can see it in his face and his eyes. Like, he is so hard for him not to just kill Zeke. So, I yeah, whenever he gets the chance, like, if Aaron steps out of line one time, if he farts and he smells it, Zeke's gone, yeah. man. He's a uh, goner,
0: yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's like, I don't know if you follow uh, one of my favorite comedians was Patrice O'Neill. And he says something like where uh, he was talking about somebody that he just hated. And he's like, bro, I would throw something of mine out just so I could blame them for stealing. <laughs> and Zeke, <laughs> I feel like that's the type of hate that Levi has for Zeke.
1: Yeah. It's like, bro, this could, homie, go, ahead, yeah,
0: go ahead. This homie would, this homie would, you know, backstab one of his own guys like you know set up a bomb <laughs> somewhere and just so that he could blame it on Zeke and kill him
1: yeah I you can totally see Levi doing that too just because of his like just dry humor and yeah, yeah and he's just so sarcastic and stuff like that like I feel like that totally aligns with like Levi's character and how he goes about doing things
0: yeah man the uh of course they really need Zeke right now so that wouldn't help as much but I think, you know, you're talking about now at this point, if that were to happen, you know, long-term disaster, short-term disaster, short-term disaster is if they get together. Um, and if Aaron broke out, then you know, that's all bad news. So you got to take mm-hmm. him out quick. And then you turn, you start to Aaron and then you just kind of wait for, you just pray that Armin's thing is good enough to, to take care of everybody yeah, uh, in the scout force. But anyway, so that's not necessarily the, know what we have here so um no need to worry on that end but still there's there's a lot of um that scene was really intense with Aaron and Hanj, and to the point of like you know he threatened her and also like threatened to actually like do it all
1: because you saw his titan power like spark up yeah that was actually kind of cool to see like how he how he can just turn into a titan just at a snap now he doesn't even need to like bite his hand like he used to or like cut himself mm-hmm. with a knife or anything like that that's that's pretty pretty impressive yeah
0: it it just shows his mastery of it and it's also one mm-hmm. of those things where it just strongly implies that this dude wants it bad like his resolve is extreme because that's one of the things that help people kind of control and better their titans is just kind of just being insane with the uh, the things that they want so another kind of Aaron's just a kind of a loose cannon. And um, it's really interesting to think and, you know, try to figure out what he's actually, you know, dude, honestly, if we can do this, if we can figure out what Aaron's intentions are right now in his head, I know. It's, you know, way easier said than done, but we can predict the rest of this series or the rest of this anime at this point. I think
1: you think it's just
0: getting, he's the most, he's the driving force of it all. And, you know, there's a lot of information that him and Zeke know. And, you know, we know enough about Zeke to figure out whatever he said to Aaron. I think we'd be smart enough to say that's either true or there's something else to that. Mm -hmm. And those are the kind of biggest mysteries. Of course, we have other countries and stuff like that. But um, as far as figuring out if they're going to go scorched earth on Marley or anything like that, then that'd be the people. Which I don't know why you would want to because it's uh you know they're they're defenseless right now after you kicked the crap out of them and destroyed <laughs> their you know military fleet that would have gotten them over there but um yeah that's so that's my thoughts. I don't know do you think I'm
1: reaching with that no yeah. you're you're totally right i I just feel like there's so many other variables that need to come into play or haven't been like been revealed yet. But at the same time, you're totally right. Like Aaron is the the one and only person who's going to determine what's going to happen for the rest of the show. Uh, so yeah, you're totally right. It's just, I don't know. I feel like there's one more thing that we're missing that is going to be huge. And it's it, it's going to have to do with Aaron. But I think it's going to be something that might be out of Aaron's control, possibly. Uh, mm. Not exactly sure what that is or what it's going to be. but. Uh that that's my only my only thought to, to what you said.
0: Gotcha. No, you could totally be right. It's um it's gonna be quite interesting. And it, it especially, you know, you you know you could be completely right, but it's especially important to know about what Aaron's thinking because he is the dominant will of the series at this point. Like mm-hmm. um he has the most momentum to change storylines and make things different. So you know, there's a thing that could go around him. He doesn't control everything, but um he he can he's it's under the heavy influence of him. But yeah. anyway, we uh as we go along, there's obviously a lot of episode left, so we can get to that and we could learn a little bit more about everything that's going on. So at this point we're at the dinner scene and it is with the Marley, not the Marley Oops, the Paradise military police and they're clearly Historia dissenters at this point. And especially this guy named rogue who uh, essentially kind of like talks, talks a whole bunch of wildness about um, Historia and how she should have ate Zeke the second that they landed and stuff like that. And um, now that Historia is pregnant are to make more of a Royal bloodline, she can't at this point um, just cause she possibly could lose the baby. And, um, you know what was your this whole conversation? It was kind of more of a monologue, but of this kind of like drunk man's ranting. But like, what was your impression of everything that went
1: down at this point? Mm. Um, my impression on the the rogue guy is just that he's he does he does not see the entire picture at all, and he's I feel like he's. Really, suit like blinded by hate as well, just towards the Marlians and things of that nature. Uh, He obviously doesn't understand any like anything like deeper meaning uh, to just what's going on and things like that. Uh, One question I did have about Historia becoming the Beast Titan and doing the rumbling, I'm kind of confused on why she has to be like sacrificed what what does that mean so i
0: think what it's implying is essentially she's a 13 year cap on her life but oh, okay uh, so you know that's the death of their queen um that also means that any royal is going to be 13 years old hmm. the second that she acquires the titan like right now um she's pregnant right now but if she gets the beast titan after she gives birth that's only 13 years of this kid's life so that's actually kind of like a really dangerous investment and of course she could give birth after that from what we understand uh, that could be reasonable but um it's a it's a huge investment right Mm -hmm. you'd almost kind of want to put you know different eggs in different baskets especially if you're paradise because they're at this real you know i've said this word before but uh this precipice of Total annihilation, or kind of being safe for you know a couple generations or more yeah. at this point. So that's what I think. Yeah. Did you have any other thoughts on on that scene? Um, you know, I it it seems like just classic military police, just ineptitude and myopicness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just off the fact that they really don't understand everything that's going on. They're very like biased and opinionated without experiencing anything. Like mm-hmm. these homies are just straight punks, um, and they they are not fit to, you know, shine the boots of the scout regiment. Just as far as them being like, you know, like skill set and leadership, decision making, combat, uh, tactics, yeah. all of those things, they couldn't hold a candle, and they couldn't even make the like the recruit level stuff. Yeah. the highest guys especially the highest guys so you know here we go again with the the irritating parts of paradise yeah. just the you know M- military incompetence yeah yeah seriously and we see it again here soon but anyway so we have this like really interesting scene here um and it looks like so this guy gets tells a Marlene to get him more wine and nicolo is in the basement, dude, and he essentially tells the waiter to, you know, he holds up this bottle of wine that he eerily is just hanging out in the dark with. And it's obviously clear it's almost like a poison scene. But just in case, I want to check my reality with you, Chris. Is there any other possibility of it not being poison?
1: Yes, sir, there is. And I have a theory.
0: Dude, I'd love to. Oh, snap.
1: We stumble upon something here, folks. Let's it's- hear it. It's pretty wild, but uh I think there's Titan serum inside of in in the in the wine. Here's why. Um I just think turning people into Titans inside of that whatever if they're in a castle or wherever they're at it would cause some serious mayhem. Uh and I think it would be kind of a spark to whatever Zeke's plan is, if he's betraying Paradise or not. Um and also, I think if if we're going towards the end of the episode, and what we see, um, we I think we see like that same bottle of wine where Levi's at, um, and what a perfect place to have Titans too um, around Zeke as well because he can control them with his uh, beast Titan powers, I believe. Um, so yeah, I think. And I did you also notice that Levi didn't have uh any wine on him but everyone else did dude um, number one yeah
0: damn Chris that <laughs> might be the most G shit like talk about I thought you were going to be riding on a high with that Mikasa you know snipe and you might dabble in the dark arts with something kind of rowdy but this <laughs> thing is like rowdy but like so articulate and kind of well placed so, mm-hmm. dude, I did not notice the particular wine or the label. Um, that could actually be a really, really interesting theory as far as possibly, um, you know, I think if, if I because I really like this. So I want to play off of it here. You know, I could see them ingesting the Titan serum. Number one, I thought it had to be injected. But let's say they can just ingest it like Rod you Reese did by it, licking bro. that yeah, joint.
1: Yeah, there you go. Oh, boy. Nice yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: and with, with Zeke's power to yell and turn everything into Titans, it could absolutely destroy, you know, I mean, I don't think, to be honest, maybe I'm just like a Levi Stan, but I don't think Levi will uh, have an issue like make getting around. Um, I do think he had his ODM gear like on, or at least yeah. he had his like, you know, a suit on and but that could be an amazing way of an attack right there
1: yeah that could be an
0: amazing attack
1: it also keeps Levi number one busy uh, just by having being surrounded by a bunch of Titans now Uh, keeps him busy keeps him off of Zeke number one and number two it gives Zeke time to meet up with Aaron and fulfill this whole whatever plan that they have yeah
0: man it's (sighs) damn it's yeah it's crazy it's just it's so hard for me to maybe this is like a one track mind thing but i always go back to like why would aaron ever backstab his country like yeah he understands that over in marley they're the same type of people but he also then like killed so many of them indiscriminately that you you know why would you like literally cause a world war on your country just because you hate um, you know there's just dude honestly like thinking about it it's just it gives me like some sort of like dissonance or cognitive dissonance and mm. like trying to like piece this all together it's just so crazy but uh, without going too far that way dude I love that theory man and I really hope it's right because that would be so cool to see yeah. the only thing is like I wonder if there's like a delay or there's some sort of other way of doing it because it's like Rod Reese automatically turned into a titan and it could be because he's like you know royal blood or something but i'd be curious to see because we've seen them you know turn into them as they're from humans just chilling so it'd be really interesting to see if that actually happens how it plays out yeah amazing call my friend Be
1: super cool like i just i want to see levi destroy some titans real fast and just show us what he's i mean we already know what he's capable of but we haven't seen it this this season yet so it would be really cool to see that
0: yeah i think to be honest i think it would be delayed because it's levi's not never going to be too far away from zeke to not mm-hmm. kill him immediately the moment like we talked about levi you know causing a chaos just so he could kill him there's no if he heard or saw anybody turn into a titan um number 1 Zeke's going to have to yell or do something, you know, there's no way that it's not going to be. Yeah. You know, and also there's also a missing factor of Zeke. It was mentioned that his blood had special abilities when they were going through his Titan profile. Yeah. Um, And th- they never said what it was. So, you know, that could definitely interplay with that in some sort of way as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's exciting to see, see what's going to happen. I, I, it could be like a super far stretch on my part, but, uh, yeah, that's just what I had in mind as I was thinking about what was going on with that wine and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, dude. know, yeah, I'm hoping that that's the case. One dude. Okay. So one huge thing that I think we missed out on is we've been actually doing time jumps back and forth with a lot of these things. So like the Haruzu clan was two years ago. Um, I don't think we mentioned that and but everything else to this point has been like on in the present yeah in the present so Mm -hmm. super important thing to to talk about and say just just as you're following along with this podcast and we're going to take one jump back to the present again and this time or the past and talk about the railroad scene where aaron's kind once again um being the aaron that we expect and you know showing his resolve and like kind of trying to find a peacefuler way they're building a railroad track and that's to kind of like modernize and create speed of travel of goods and people and also it's here's a big thing too they don't have odm gear and you imagine that this wide open space would have titans in it but we don't have any so it shows you that all these titans were coming from marley dropping people off like dropping insurgents off or just causing havoc so at this point they have a really good control of the titan you know titan thing and then haruzu comes and stops by and uh sends a reply what was that by the way so take it from here chris if you want
1: oh it was basically that they they weren't going to help him because I, is it Marley or not Marley, but Paradise didn't want them to monopolize the resources that they had and make Paradise a war zone. Is that yep. correct? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was basically it, right? Yeah. That
0: and a, a few other things. So um, the war zone thing for me, I would think that once that they kind of monopolize their resources and the fact that they won't be able to trade with anybody else. And if it is this super valuable wartime trade, Um, there's tons of countries that we can see that get destabilized by other countries Mm. because they want things from there so once again i think that that would just make paradise kind of you know the death by a thousand cuts for a long time and just be in this worst position by multiple countries uh you know for a while but anyway so this is this is actually a huge part too where You know, Hanj brings this news, and then she also comes up with the idea of infiltrating Marley. So now we kind of have two two plans of getting into Marley. We know that Aaron's plan came after that, and we also know that it wasn't a part of Hanji's plan at all. For Aaron to to go over there? Yeah, no, we we know that for a fact, too, because um so essentially we have two different plans, and it's so interesting that Hanj comes up with something and i wish we knew more about it but if you could kind of like guess they said you know build a base and infiltrate marley mm-hmm. what would that be to do to be honest like they said to kind of like put a face to it and stuff but it's like you know trying to befriend the people that are actively trying to kill you doesn't seem like a great idea to me yeah. like that's just kind of you know
1: <laughs> yeah i i I feel like this could be one of those things where it's just uh, Hanji's like social skills aren't up to par with most people, and uh, she might just be thinking, "Oh, like we can go over there and just say hi, and everything will be okay." When really, it's not going to be okay, and they'll probably shoot you on sight once you go off the boat. Uh, mm-hmm. But one assumption that I did have of them not going through with that plan, and Aaron going over there himself is that Aaron just, I I don't think he wanted, he would want his friends to go over there just because of how high of a risk it would be for them and him just wanting them, like I said earlier, just to live long lives and not have to, to sacrifice themselves. But they ended up doing that anyways, because obviously we know that he, he went over there himself and had to get help from them. Did you have any assumptions or anything like that, that you wanted to add or? uh not not so much
0: man i think that uh it also yeah it doesn't make much sense i don't i know Hanj is also smart though too. so like there has to be a plan behind it she knows that trying to find diplomacy with this country that was sworn to kill you and calls you like devils and -hmm. doesn't think of you as human beings isn't a great idea to like you know try to build a bridge with them but I'd be curious to see her kind of like playing if we ever get to see it. But to be honest, I wouldn't be too upset with, we where we have, I think, six le- episodes left. I just want pure spicy. I just mm-hmm. want some spicy meatballs, bro. Yeah.
1: I think next episode is, is going to be the start to to the spice. Just, uh, just patient. One more mm-hmm. week. One more week. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of get the
0: final scene here um jumping back into the present with the library and it's some of the OGs we have Kony, Jean, Armin and then Mikasa sitting together and number 1 I'm super relieved by the one of the first things they say and it is um Pixis detained the Marleans that have helped we're helping you know Paradis out or the volunteers and You know, I was really pissed that the scouts had something to do with it just by the way Levi was treating Zeke. Um, That makes a lot more sense, but not those guys. And of course, they're kind of like they're Zeke's guys. So maybe it does in a weird way, but I feel like they helped them out too much. I mean, we've lamented this all last episode. So if you want to hear that musing, um, go back and listen to that. But um, did that also kind of give you a a sense of vindication or relief that it wasn't the scouts? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a, you know, maybe it's a good idea. We'll see. But also we hear we hear some like pretty crazy stuff, man. So they're talking about Aaron and the fact of like what is going on with him at this point and a sound argument to his wildness. You know, Coney says that Aaron laughs when, you know, laughed at Sasha's death. Do you remember
1: him laughing? Yes. I like. So I think he did laugh, but I don't think he was laughing at her death. I. He. He's just been going like. I feel like he was so devastated that she died because of him, basically, that like his emotions finally, I guess, got the best of him and kind of took over and he didn't really know how to react that was my assumption about that scene and what was going on just because like he had that flash like he had that flashback too of the the whole meat thing and how she stole it and stuff like that like that was funny um so i i if that it was actually what played through his head i, I mean it makes sense that he would start laughing
0: and yeah, i also maybe, think oh go ahead well just to add to that point super quickly and so um... Yeah, I, he did ask Kony what were her last words. And so mm-hmm. maybe he laughed after that when she said meet.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I I, didn't, I for, totally forgot about that, too. Uh, but I was also going to say, like, people, I, I'm thinking real world now, but people in real life, like, they grieve in whatever way that they can and whatever way that they know, know how. And that just might be the only way that Aaron knows how to deal with that situation and things like that. Uh but yeah, that, those were my thoughts. What about yours? I,
0: so he, he did laugh, I think. And it seems kind of weird. I'm going to actually, I think that you're totally right, that people grieve in different ways. Mm-hmm. It's just so weird to see him. You know, he must have changed a lot then as kind of like a kid. And he's still kind of imprinted by this grieving from his, with by his mom's death, by just absolutely wanting to, you know, Insatiable anger and um irateness in a yeah. sense, and so they it it seems kind of like polar opposite approaches, and it seems really cold so and I think they have every right to kind of look at Aaron sideways after that, especially since that he was this particular fault that one of their best friends in the world, one of the only people that they can re- rely on and is probably alive, you know, and they want to protect is dead because of that so i totally see them being upset and not rocking with this dude yeah
1: um and you totally like you can totally see them like i see their point when they say that he's changed and he's not the aaron that they used to know because he's definitely not the aaron that i grown to to know and love and mm -hmm. so so yeah that's just another point that i wanted to make as well is that like he has definitely changed. And like you can see it in his eyes and his actions and the way he talks, his emotions and all of those things too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, well, once again, we've talked about Aaron's intentions before and trying to figure those out. So maybe we kind of save that, um, beating a death horse for another time. But <laughs> Chris, man, I promise you, this is the first thing that I lead led with opening up to this review and this is going to be the last thing that I told you, I'm going to ask you, but
1: I'm just kidding. What
0: is, (laughs) (laughs) what is the sound argument, man?
1: The sound argument is Aaron is crazy. And Zeke and Aaron have a crazy plan. That is the sound argument. (laughs)
0: I think you just you, – you know what, bro? I'm going to give you that pass because you use a lot of like good brain juice on that rough and rowdy uh, theory that I'm getting behind 100%. So <laughs> I'll let that one slide. Thanks,
1: homie. <laughs> Struggling, man. In a,
0: in a way, dude, I don't think that you're wrong. I think the sound argument is why is Aaron doing the, – like the sound argument, of course – isn't a sound argument at all it's how do we get these dichotomies of a person in the same form from Mm -hmm. wanting to protect his comrades and his friends and his best friends from even you know possessing his titan power to now threatening you know one his like superior of like killing her from a titan explosion and and obviously endangering his friends and seeming to have no remorse at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, the sound argument is not sound. It's as sound as Aaron's sanity from our standpoint, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, as sound as Aaron is, is as sound as the argument gets.
1: This does not sound very promising.
0: <laughs> no, nah, man. But, you know, to finish up how we always finish up, man, what are you expecting from next episode?
1: Uh, I'm expecting kind of the start of the theory I had with the wine and stuff. Uh, I know that the the preview of the next episode, it kind of tells us that uh, Gabby and um, Falco break out of, out of prison. So I think we'll see a lot of them next, next episode. Uh, I also think we'll see the start of like the shift of – like falco and gabby and their i guess their mindset i know falco's is a lot different from gabby's right now mm-hmm. uh but i i feel like we're gonna start seeing gabby start to relate more uh with the people of parodies uh in a sense that they're like she's gonna realize that what aaron has realized this whole time is that everyone is people are the same uh or you're gonna have the same personalities or not the same personalities but like you're gonna have like you're going to see the same things in Marley like like seeing the same people as you do in Marley as uh the ones in Paradise. Uh so I think Gabby's going to kind of come to that realization next episode. Uh what else is going to happen? I think yeah, I think uh we might get some Levi action next episode if not the next episode episode will be the one after that. Uh and I'm still waiting on the the Zeke plan, man. It's it's got me just at at a loss like i don't know what to think about his plan or what he's doing uh but other than that i i don't know what else to expect uh i want to say that there's gonna just to be a huge breakout of war but i just don't feel like we're we're there yet as far as like story development and things like that like i feel like there's a lot more a lot more stuff that we need to to know and learn before things like that happen uh but yeah that's about it what about you I, I want to echo the first part with Gabby and
0: Falco because I 100% believe in what you were saying there. And as far as this next episode, otherwise, I want to highlight the fact that it is called Deceiver. And also I you know, we see Hanj and also the redheaded dude from the, you know, obviously we saw him on the assault episode with the attack on Marley. And he was the same guy that carried Irwin's dying body to, you know, so he has a lot of hate for Marley. So I'm just so interested to see why they particularly included that him in this, in the episode that's called deceiver. And of course, with that name, people are going to be deceiving my guy. So yeah.
1: I'm looking forward to it. Can be on the prowl, man. I also think uh, Gabby and Falco are kind of a wild card in this in this whole story. Like, I feel like they could be they could just be com- like complete side characters that don't matter, or they can be like complete game changers as far as Zeke's plan and Aaron's plans and stuff go too. So I'm excited to see how they develop next episode as well.
0: Yeah i I think that there's i mean dude if you look if you're staying true to the actual the way that attack on titan is the intros and the outros are really really telling on some like important information Mm -hmm. and they're continuously involved in those things particularly the outro there's a lot of falco and gabby so yeah um you know, I 100% believe that they're going to be some like really, really influential characters in this thing. But in due time, we're going to like subtle downplay them. And then in Attack on Titan fashion, they're going to pop up out of nowhere. And it's going to like just rock our worlds. And um, they're going to get all the praise for having just the craziest storylines. Yeah. But anyway, my man. Thank you once again for another great one. It's always a blast and I'm looking forward to next
1: week with you. Yeah, me too, man. I'm excited for next episode. Uh, sorry about the the longer one guys. I didn't, I didn't realize how much time we took up until I looked at, at our time thing, dude. Uh, but yeah. yeah, dude, thank you again. As always, it's been super fun. Only six more episodes left. If, if that's staying true to, how attack on Titan works. I'm getting kind of sad, but also super excited about what's going on or, or what's uh, going to happen further down the road. But yeah, thanks. Dude.
0: dude. No, thank you. Uh, in this hour, there's a lot of great stuff. So I hope you guys enjoyed and you got something out of it. Once again, you guys can pop over on YouTube too, to find some of this stuff and, you know, further news on other news, as far as like Julian, uh julian and i and other good stuff like that but anyway i hope you enjoyed i hope you guys are doing well and peace thank you